Hello, I'm Art Fuller, Ph.D., and welcome to the latest episode of The 5-Minute Expert, where today we are talking about neighbors. Our sponsor today is Christian Brothers Wall and Fencing Company. Got a pesky neighbor that you want to put some distance between? Christian Brothers can construct anything from a stone wall to install industrial razor wire perimeter fencing. Already have a wall but worried about your crazy neighbor breaching it? Christian Brothers can add barbed wire, razor wire, or glass shards across the top of it to increase its effectiveness. However, electrification is extra. That's Christian Brothers Wall and Fencing Company. Neighbors. It's a touchy subject. With all the recent hullabaloo over Mr. Rogers and his theme song, Would You Be My Neighbor?, I thought it was time the five-minute expert addressed this weighty topic. The idea of neighbors goes back to ages past when people began congregating in groups. In the New Testament, one of Jesus' most repeated parables is the story of the Good Samaritan, where a tricky lawyer asks him, Who is my neighbor? The whole concept of neighbors is well documented in our culture. There are films, books, songs, comic strips, newspapers, and even video games all entitled Neighbors. In fact, culture stereotypes various neighbors. You've got your nosy neighbor, your busybody neighbor, your grouchy curmudgeon neighbor that totally keeps to themselves. You've got your bossy neighbor that is always trying to tell you what to do or how to do it. Neighbors inevitably lead to neighborhoods, which are a collection of neighbors living in spatial proximity to each other where face-to-face social interactions occur. And that's where the rub comes in, face-to-face social interactions. Historical documents shed light on neighborhood life in numerous pre-industrial cities. Basic municipal functions such as protection, social regulation of births and marriages, Cleaning and upkeep were handled informally by neighborhoods. Neighborhoods in pre-industrial cities often had some degree of social specialization or differentiation, including craft producers, merchants, and others who could be concentrated in neighborhoods. Well, we've highlighted neighborhoods, but let's get back to neighbors. Allow me to list the qualities, in my humble opinion, of a good neighbor. A good neighbor keeps their property in decent shape. No cars up on cinder blocks sitting in their front yard. No grass that's knee-high that's in need of mowing. A good neighbor keeps a reasonable level of noise and doesn't disturb the peace. No loud or raucous parties with music blaring all hours of the night. A good neighbor doesn't fire up a chainsaw and start cutting down a tree at 11 p.m. A good neighbor keeps their kids and their pets on their property, not on yours. No dogs pooping in your yard. No rugrats running up and down your lawn or throwing trash in your yard. A good neighbor minds their own business, not yours. There's nothing worse than a nosy neighbor showing up at your door every day asking questions about why you're doing something or who visited you last night around 9.15 p.m. A corollary to the nosy neighbor is the overly friendly neighbor. They're not necessarily trying to get into your business, but trying to drag you into theirs. 
They show up and want to tell you all about their recent vacation to Disney World. Overly friendly neighbors seem to appear at the most inopportune times. And it's hard to be rude to them because they're so kind. And the rude behavior would likely be wasted on them because they wouldn't pick up on it. Well, sometimes neighbors can't bring themselves to meet these general, agreed-upon social norms. They stray onto your property with their lawnmowers in an attempt to suggest how high they would like you to cut your grass. Or they pass out ice cream bars to their kids without any instructions on what to do with the leftover paper wrappers. Situations such as the aforementioned promote the need for fences and walls. If neighbors can't restrain themselves or their progeny, you may have to do it for them. Poet laureate Robert Frost repeated in his work, Mending Wall, Good fences make good neighbors. Annoyingly, neighbors rarely like to be restrained. They view any boundary or barrier you might erect as an infringement of their God-given right to tramp anywhere and anytime. So how do you make the best of a less-than-ideal neighbor situation? Well, you have a few options. First is total separation. You just don't have anything to do with them. Fences and walls. Interaction will just intensify their desire to socialize with you. Your second option is controlled but limited contact. You avoid them unless you have a specific purpose or reason to connect with them. You contact them on your schedule. If interaction is not necessary, you mind your own business. Lastly, you can just embrace these neighbors and pray you can maintain your sanity. With many people moving every three to five years, chances are they will be gone soon. Mr. Rogers should have rewritten his theme song to go something like, It's a beautiful day in my neighborhood, a beautiful day in my neighborhood. Would you mind? Would you mind? Would you mind your business? Well, Larry is back with us this season. He practically works for Peanuts, so I couldn't say no when he begged to return. Okay, Larry, what do we have from the Peanut Gallery this week? Wilson from suburban Detroit, Michigan writes, I have a particularly annoying neighbor named Tim. He seems to constantly need my wisdom and advice regarding family life. I don't mind sharing my wisdom, but I'm drained by the frequent interactions. Wilson, your best bet is to just stay on your side of the fence and hope your neighbor, Tim, does the same. I wouldn't even look at him. It will just encourage Tim to come over and ask you something. Folks, unfortunately, we're out of time today. Tell one person about the podcast. You'll feel better about yourself for doing it. <laughs>